Welcome to Worship from Jessup First United Methodist Church. I'm Reverend Rebecca Duke Barton, and I'm pleased that you're with us today. Our Vacation Bible School theme this year is Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread. We've got a food truck theme, so I'm preaching this June from stories in the Bible where Jesus sits down to eat with people. Last week was Father's Day, and so I didn't get to record my podcast, and I didn't get to say Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers out there, but I don't see why we can't celebrate all month. And so I'm going to invite the dad in our house to come read. Reverend Garth Duke Barton will read the scripture for us. Hear now the gospel message from Luke chapter 14. On one occasion, when Jesus was going to the house of a leader of the Pharisees to eat a meal on the Sabbath, they were watching him closely. Just then in front of him, there was a man who had dropsy. And Jesus asked the lawyers and Pharisees, is it lawful to cure people on the Sabbath or not? But they were silent. So Jesus took him and healed him and sent him away. Then he said to them, if one of you has a child or an ox that has fallen into a well, will you not immediately pull it out on the Sabbath day? And they could not reply to this. When he noticed how the guests chose the places of honor, he told them a parable. When you are invited by someone to a wedding banquet, do not sit down at the place of honor, in case someone more distinguished than you has been invited by your host. And the host who invited both of you may come and say to you, give this person your place. And then in disgrace, you would start to take the lowest place. But when you're invited, go and sit down at the lowest place, so that when the host comes, he says to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For all who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. He said this also to the one who had invited him. When you give a luncheon or a dinner, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, in case they may invite you in return, and you'd be repaid. But when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. One of the dinner guests on hearing this said to him, Blessed is anyone who, is, who will eat bread in the kingdom of God. Then Jesus said to him, Someone gave a great dinner and invited many. At the time for the dinner, he sent his slave to say to those who had been invited, Come, for everything is ready now. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to him, I bought a piece of land and I must go and see it. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen and I'm going to try them out. Please accept my regrets. Another said, I've just been married and therefore I cannot come. So the slave returned and reported this to his master. Then the owner of the house became angry and said to his slave, go out at once into the streets and lanes of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind and the lame. And the slave said, Sir, what you have ordered has been done, and there's still room. Then the master said to the slave, Go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in, so that my house may be filled. For I tell you, none of those who were invited will taste my dinner. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I grew up in a family that had Sunday dinner. We feasted on Sundays. My mother cooked a huge meal every week. Our table was set with the wedding china, the silver and cloth napkins. Sometimes we had members of the church come eat with us or a visiting preacher. As my sister and I grew older and had friends who could drive, some of our friends started showing up. They would let us get through most of the meal and then they would come by to see what we were having for dessert. 
mama realized that she needed to start cooking a little extra because most weeks those friends were going to be there. It's funny that some of them are Methodist preachers now, so I'm guessing sitting under our table was helpful in them knowing what it meant to experience the love of God. We often sat around the table talking long after the meal was finished. We'd talk about the week that we'd had or the week before us, what my sister and I wanted to do when we grew up and how to achieve those goals. Sunday dinner came after church each week, and so somewhere during the meal, we knew my father was going to ask the inevitable question, what was the sermon about? Now, there were a variety of answers we could have given. Our standard fallback was God and Jesus. You can't go wrong with that answer, right? We might have asked, well, you're the one who preached it, Daddy. Why are you asking us? But of course, he was asking us to be sure that we'd gotten the message of the day, to make sure that what we were supposed to be learning at church was getting into our minds and our hearts. We'd go through the stories he told, and Daddy is a preacher who always has three points and a poem. So we'd go through every point and he would teach us. I had a great theological education at the Sunday dinner table. Well, I realized as I got older that these Sunday dinners were my parents' way of pointing us to God. Using the china and the crystal glasses was my mother's way of honoring God. This was God's day and God deserved a feast. We learned about God's generosity from the gracious way that my mother always found room at the table. We learned about the faith from my father's question. What was the sermon about? Because it gave him a chance to be sure that we understood what he wanted us to know as growing disciples of Jesus. My parents knew something, that meals are great occasions for teaching about the love and grace of our Heavenly Father. They were really taking page out of Jesus's playbook. Jesus sat down and ate with people all the time. In the scripture for today from Luke 14, Jesus is at the home of a leading Pharisee. It's the Sabbath day. It would have been common to invite a visiting teacher like Jesus to come and teach while the dinner was going on. In this meal in Luke 14, Jesus taught about who God is and what God is like. And he also taught us about the way we're invited to live in the kingdom of God. Jesus must have been looking around at the guests as the dinner was being prepared. There would have been a mix of people. There were those invited to sit at the table, fellow religious leaders who had the same social status as the host, and other important people in the town. You can kind of imagine guests jockeying for position so that they could sit in places of honor. And then you had another group of people, the non-guests who were in the room. They would have been allowed to come in and listen to the teacher. This was a big social event. You didn't have a visiting teacher all the time but they weren't coming in to be fed. They weren't invited to sit at the table. That's how the man with dropsy was able to come in. We'd call dropsy edema today. It's a fluid buildup that causes swelling and it can make it really hard to walk because there's swelling in your ankles and your legs and it's often caused by some underlying condition. So the man with dropsy came into the dinner he wasn't on the invited guest list, but he came in to see Jesus, and Jesus welcomed him. In fact, he not only welcomed him, but healed him. It was the Sabbath day, and Jesus had already had conflict with religious leadership about healing on the Sabbath. Jesus took that opportunity to teach them something about God. 
He first appealed to the dads and the farmers in the room. If you've got a child or an ox who has fallen into a well, but it's the Sabbath day, aren't you still going to pull them out? Of course you are. A loving father isn't going to leave his child in the well. Someone who cares for animals isn't going to leave an ox in the well. I know an, an ox isn't a pet, but I think about the people who dote on their pets and love them so much. You're not going to leave an animal that you love in danger, Sabbath day or no. So Jesus starts to paint a picture of who God is for the people who are listening. God's like a dad who looks after his kids. God is like a farmer who cares for his animals. God loves us. He cares for us. The Sabbath is meant for a gift that you'd have a whole day to focus on God and not a limitation of God's care and compassion. This is what it means when we're talking about give us this day our daily bread. God is always looking out for us, giving us what we need. Jesus then starts talking to them about the guest list. God's compassion is big and wide, and so is God's invitation to sit at the table. The table where Jesus is sitting is limited. Only certain people are invited to eat. But he explains that at God's table, there's space for everyone. Jesus said, but when you give a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you, for you will be repaid in the resurrection of the righteous. This resurrection of the righteous is one of the names used in the Old Testament to talk about the end times. The prophet Isaiah described it as a banquet. The Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain, a banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow. He will swallow up death for all time. The Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, remove the reproach of his people from all the earth. You see, Isaiah describes the end times as a great banquet with the best food and all sadness gone away. The resurrection of the righteous is the party to end all parties. That's what Jesus wants us to see about God. He's a gracious host. He's throwing a party. Revelation calls it the marriage feast of the Lamb. This is who Jesus is, the gracious host inviting us to his feast. I love that contemporary song, Come and Go With Me to My Father's House. It's a big, big table with lots and lots of food. Jesus thought that our tables ought to look like God's table. He thought that our tables ought to be a foretaste of glory divine. But Jesus looks around at the table and thinks that the guest list isn't big enough. Everybody's rich at the table. Everybody's religious. Where's the man with dropsy? Why wasn't he invited? And how about all the other people who were left out? And so Jesus told a story about God's generous table to show what it's like to live in the kingdom of God. Jesus told this parable. A man was throwing a party, so he sent out invitations. It was going to be a big party. This would have been the center of social life in the community. A big feast, many guests. It would have been an honor to be invited to have a great feast prepared for you and to be invited by a very prominent person could be just the highlight of your year. And so the man sent out the first of invitations and people said they would come. But then the day came 
and the host sent out a second set of invitations. The party's starting. The food's ready. Come. But those who were supposed to come to be the honored guests, they all had an excuse. The first man said, I bought a field and I have to check it. The second man said he'd bought five yoke of oxen and he needed to test them. And the third man said he'd gotten married and couldn't come. And isn't our first question, bring your wife. Why didn't you bring her? So the man tells the servant to go find some more people. Go out at once into the streets and lanes of the town and bring in the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. You notice that that's the same list of people Jesus gave about who we should be inviting to our parties. I'm noticing a pattern here. But even after that, there's still room. It's a big feast. And so the host says, go out into the roads and lanes and compel people to come in so that my house may be filled. Here people have been invited to the party of the year, a grand feast. And when the time came to go, they didn't go. They said they were too busy. And so the host went out and filled his table with just the riffraff of society. That's really not a way to talk about people, is it? Because that's not the way Jesus saw them. He said, go out and find the people, the people who've been left out, the people who've been left behind. And Jesus' parable teaches us that's what God's table looks like. Isaiah told us that the menu is generous. Jesus tells us that the guest list is, is so generous. There's a show on the Food Network called The Best Thing I Ever Ate. And so they describe in detail the best food. We like to tell about the good meals we have eaten. It, but you know what? When I think about my best meals, I don't just think about the food. I think about the people that I'm with. It was those Sunday dinners week after week with my mom and my dad and my sister and whoever else might be at the table. Or it's my dad grilling out on a summer evening. It's Thanksgiving at my grandmother's house, gathered with all of her brothers and their multitude of family. It's our church member in Brooklyn, Miss Sadie Beasley's house. She was an old style Southern cook and she liked to have the preacher's family over. Or it's my first Valentine's Day with Garth, and we went to a restaurant in Alexandria, Virginia, this beautiful old building with perfectly cooked salmon, and my favorite date. Y'all, they have turned that restaurant into a Starbucks now. But those are the memories of the people that we were with. And so Jesus shows us that's true on a spiritual level, too. This is what the kingdom of God looks like. It's a feast. And God wants the table to be full. He is absolutely the host who says, the more the merrier. I'll throw another burger on the grill. This is an invitation for you. You might be one of the people who feels cast out by society. Come on, there's room at the table. Or you might be one of the people that God's calling to go out into the highways and byways and compel people to come in. Either way, Jesus is serving a feast. And he says, come on in, bring them all. Will you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the invitation to sit at your table. Open our hearts to accept the invitation. Take away the busyness and let us focus on you. 
forgive us for when we jockeyed for position of honor or excluded other people. Give us a heart like your heart to welcome others. Prepare us for the marriage feast of the Lamb. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.